James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! We're talking about practice. Welcome to another episode of the Buckets and Beards podcast. And what a week it has been in the NBA. It has been a big week. It has been a big week. Um, so without further ado, let's just get into the drink sponsor. Let's do it. Oh, sorry. Unofficial drink. Sponsor. Unofficial. Don't forget. If you want a refreshing drink, I would tell you to drink it. No matter what that cucumber says. Bro, man, say it. No. All right, Fires. Tonight, our unofficial drinks. What do you got for me? Is Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Yeah, something a little bit different. I just like the bright green can. So don't mind a bit of ginger ale. So look, I figured it can go up on the socials and people can have a look. But um, been around since 1904 and Canada's finest. So well, let's get into it. Cheers. Tastes like ginger ale. Tastes almost half lemonade, half ginger ale, mm. I feel. It's not, Maybe that's the Canadian twist on it. Yeah, it's not as gingery as a traditional ginger ale that I'm used to, but not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it goes all right. I, I could drink that quite easily. Oh, it's not a difficult one to Maybe drink. with a good scotch. <laughs> most likely. All right, so... And look, I think it's a, a pretty fitting place to start for tonight with Canada because we've had the Toronto Raptors finally making a deal for Siakam. Yeah, making a deal for Siakam. Well, let's let's kick off with that one then. Look, it was a couple of first round picks, um, Bruce Brown and Jason Noir that were sent up to Toronto for Siakam. I think it's a good move for everyone, really. The only problem I have with it is they just traded for Quickly and RJ Barrett as well. Um, I which, feel like Brown's going to move. Yes, I feel like Brown is going to move. And there was some whispers I was seeing on the socials media and all that sort of stuff that um, there's actually talks that he might go back to Denver. I've seen Denver mentioned. I've seen the Knicks mentioned. I've seen Sacramento mentioned. And I've seen the Lakers. Yeah. So, look, everyone's keen on him. He's a championship player, and he's that solid hustling defender. But they they did need to get rid of the Siakam contract. Yeah, look, if they weren't going to commit to him long-term, then they needed to make that move. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they Toronto been involved in two big you trades at, so far. You look at what they've turned OG and Nubi and Siakam into. It's a bunch of first-round picks and some good young players. Like, even if they hold on to Bruce Brown... Yeah, he, again, he probably isn't necessary with Quigley and Barrett and Gary Trent Jr. and these guys, but it gives them some more movement going forward as well. Yes, for sure. Um, and there was another trade that went uh, the other day between um, the Pistons and the Wizards. Uh, the Wizards. Yeah, garbage trade. Garbage trade. But I don't hate it if I'm on the Wizards end. No, I think for the Wizards, it's actually a half reasonable move. Bagley's showing a lot of potential. He's just never put it together. Well, that's it. Being a number two overall pick in the draft. um, He's bounced around a couple of teams and he's not really getting the opportunity to show what he can do um, at the Pistons. So I feel like him going into the Wizards, who is another team that, as you keep saying, are trash. They're garbage. They are. But Um, look, they traded Gallinari. So who cares? 
They've given up nothing to get Bagley, essentially. And if you're looking at moving Kuzma for uh, draft picks, yeah. you know, Bagley's not a bad person and, to build around. And yeah, I watched I watched them play the other day in Bagley's first game too. Um, and he was hustling out there. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was actually hustling out on the floor and was making it look like he actually wanted to be there. Yeah, he was good in their first game. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Um, I probably sh- we probably should have talked about how we're going to do this top three thing a bit different this week. Oh, look, better late than never, I guess. Better late than never. But um, uh, since we've just talked about the trades, normally I talk about the East and you talk about the West, but we've just decided that we're just going to do some generic um, what's top what threes. Have, what's piqued our interest this week? So for me, being a Hawks fan, seeing Trey Young go down indefinitely, Indefinitely with concussion. Concussion, yeah. He's got to pass all the protocols. It was a, a straight elbow uh, that collected him in the face from Isaac Okoro from the Cavs. Uh, nothing malicious in it at all, but it was enough to concuss him. And yeah, right. Yeah, they, they took him out of the game, did the tests and sat him. And, and now it's whatever the NBA concussion protocols are that he's out indefinitely. Yeah, right. So, so I think... I, I missed that entirely. So, so, you know, there's so much talk around everyone on the Hawks roster apart from Trey Young and Jalen Johnson being available for trades, does it change that now? Is that why Paddy Mills has been playing a bit more lately? Look, I've, been, I've been seeing some stuff online of Paddy Mills playing and actually getting some shots up. Yeah, he, um, he played so. nearly 20 minutes against Miami the other day where we won by a point. So look, again, it could be showcasing him to move him. Yeah. For sure. Um, the DeJounte Murray talks, this again, a whole bunch of teams that are talking about being being interested the deadline's only two and a half weeks away now yep. so you know there's going to be a Team, lot teams are going to need to start pulling the trigger if they if they want to build their rosters heading, oh, uh, heading into the yeah. last part of the year and and look being that there's still you know two and a half weeks i think it's like the 8th of feb or something like that that's the deadline teams aren't still going to be giving their best offers because you know if if you're the Lakers you're not going to offer up everything just yet you know teams will expect you to get a bit more desperate and those sorts of things yeah um one thing that's piqued my interest lately um for January is the Cleveland Cavaliers playing very well playing very well they've only dropped one game so far which was their first one in January um and they're on a current seven game winning streak and are sitting fourth in the east so the East is Where's so, this come from? The East is so all over the place at the moment, isn't it? You get a team like Cleveland that are on an absolute tear at the moment, and then you get Detroit that can't win against a D-grade social team. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're just on fire at the moment. So they're 25 and 15 for the year, and they've won seven in a row, sitting fourth. I think they've just got a bit of consistency and a bit of rhythm finally. Well, we, we've talked about Cleveland and how it all came down to health for them because they were struggling... Um, to just get the players on the court. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of their biggest issues was health. Yeah. And now that they're finally healthy, they're starting to put it together. Look, I'm pretty sure, let me just get up the schedule here, that they were playing some garbage teams. Oh, look, um, even if you're playing garbage, who cares? You've so, still got to win. So two games against Washington that they won, one game against San Antonio they won, one against Brooklyn that they won, one against the Bulls that they won, but then they knocked off the Bucks. Yeah, which is solid win. And uh, beat Atlanta. That's not no. so hard. But look, the Bulls have been playing better. Even though Zach Levine's back, they've been better. Yeah. 
So, you know, they're not playing completely trash teams. And as we talked about the other week, you know, you get Charlotte that can go into Sacramento and knock them off on the night. So, you know, you've still got to win. Even if it's games you should win, you've still got to go out there and do it. Yeah. Um, what's what's another thing that's taken your interest lately, mate? Look, the last thing that's come across my desk, uh, and actually courtesy of our good friend Todd, he made mention to, of... Uh, how Jaron Jackson has finally learned how to shoot a basketball again, and it's only taken him until the halfway point of the season to do it. And the question that was posed to me that I'll pose to you, Foss, is that the players that played for Team USA, have they, have they struggled to start the season? No. Austin Reeves was slow out of the gates. Jaron Jackson was slow out of the gates shooting the ball. Jalen Brunson didn't shoot the ball well initially but you've got Halliburton who's been tearing up all Anthony year. Edwards Anthony who's Edwards who's up. been tearing up you've got Bancaro that's tearing up so it was an interesting thought from Todd but I think he was maybe focused just a little bit too narrow on a particular player or two yeah but at the moment with um, Jaron Jackson Jr um, and the troubles that Memphis is having with once again getting players on the court yeah he needs to be that go-to guy. He has to be. He has to be their number one scorer, their number one rebounder, and all that because they literally don't have bodies on the floor. No, and look, I brought up his stats for the last few games, and he's been quite efficient with his shooting of the ball, and he's hitting his three balls. But for a dude that's seven foot or thereabouts, he's getting like three or four boards a game. Yeah. Like, you've got to be getting more, more boards than that. Yeah, and that might be because he's playing more out on the perimeter without your Jamarant and that sort of thing that, that are normally those perimeter players, he's having to step out more yeah. um, and run the offense. And look, I think obviously, you know, Stephen Adams being out for the season was a huge dent for them. And then obviously Morant as well. But, you know, Marcus Smart's not on the court. Desmond Bain's been in and out. Like, you know, it, it's almost a wonder that they've won 15 games. Yeah. Um, I know in our last weekly podcast, I talked about the Pelicans. Yes. Um, but I just wanted to make reference to kind of what I was saying um, about that before because uh, an image came up, um, which I'll get up now. Um, I think I might have sent this to you the other day. Pelicans is another one of those teams that we just don't give enough love to. But they had, they had two games where they were playing the Mavericks. And the Mavericks are quite hot at the moment. Like yes. Kyrie's playing really well. Yeah. Luca's still doing what he's doing. Um, and ha- Tim Hardaway Jr. He's been shooting is, Has been sh- starting to yeah. get that form back because yeah. I feel like, once again, he's one of those players, very inconsistent, which we talked about. The Pelicans just being consistency and, and wanting to show up and mm. play um, every game. But they had a game against the Mavs where Zion wasn't playing, Ingram wasn't playing, and CJ wasn't playing, and they beat them. Yep. They beat them by 10 points. Like It wasn't, it wasn't close, um, and they had a rookie that just went off for them. Um, and it's dropped like 30-something. Yep. But then like two days later, they all came back. So Zion, Ingram, and CJ all came back and played, and they lost. Yeah. it's it's exa- It comes back to that same point with Cleveland. Like, you still got to beat the team. So for Dallas, they've obviously looked at the team without Zion and Ingram and CJ and just gone, oh, we got this, it'll be easy. Yeah. And had their pants pulled down. Um, And it turns like when you are missing those three players, because they're like, they're three stars. Huge. You've got players coming on the bench that are hungry. Oh, yeah. That are wanting to prove themselves and want to make a name for themselves in the NBA. They want, they want to earn their spot in the rotation. Yeah. And so 
maybe maybe it's going to be a wake up call for those 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 big three that they need to. I think CJ's efforts there in night in and night out. I think so. I think Bi has been much better this season. He's starting to look a little bit more like a professional and less like with. A- I think with Zion in and out of the lineup though, Bi is very much um, gets a lot of double teams in that, oh, which, which he, he isn't isn't the best at dealing with. I no, would say. he 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 certainly does. Like Zion being on the court definitely frees him up more for sure. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Look, I think the only thing that's worth a mention here is the passing of the Warriors' assistant coach from a heart attack. Yep. Uh, whilst on team duties, it, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but it was just a, a horrible thing for the for the players and the team and the family to go through. And it's affected a lot of people in the NBA. Yeah. Um, like I heard of, that uh, he coached uh, the Joker for yeah. like five years. The coach um, of um, Toronto, I think it is. He was good friends with him. Like you know, they're from from the same part of Serbia or something like that. So. It's one of those just, I mean, it's life, but it's one of those shocking things to see, especially for someone who's 46. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just, just a rough one. But, um, but the, I think the NBA, they got to, they, they got to be professionals. Like, yeah, they were the talking NBA about how right Joker thing. had a, um, a broken heart about it and that sort of stuff. But he needed to turn up and he needed to play yeah. well because, like, that's, and all, that's his job. They're playing well for him. But the NBA did the right thing in rescheduling a few of the Warriors games because, you know, you, you need that little bit of time to grieve. Yeah, and that's fair. Pick it up. It's about it's, that time it of is. the season, isn't it? It's about halfway through the season. So most games, uh, sorry, most teams have played about uh, 42 40, games, yeah, I think, 40, at the moment. 42. So yep. we're basically in the middle of the year. Pretty much smack in the middle. So let's just do a recap. And being the teacher in the room, you are. I thought it would be a good idea to just give the teams a grading on where we think they're at um, and just a maybe a quick little uh, sentence about how their season's panning out. We can do that. We, we can, can do, do that. that. Yeah. All right. So I'll start us off with the number one in the East, the Boston Celtics. At the moment, I am going to give them an A. Fair. An A overall, because I don't think they've been perfect. So I'm not giving them that A plus. Um, but Pozingas has been good. Jalen Brown has been underwhelming, yes. but his chemistry with KP has been good. I do think they need to stop the ISO ball with Tatum. Yes. Um, because I don't think they can win a championship with that. But overall, they're cruising. Um, had a couple of hiccups. Like they've lost 10 games. I didn't think they'll be losing 10 games at the moment. Um, but at the moment, I reckon I'm going to rate them with an A. Completely fair. All right. Top in the Western Conference halfway through the season, I don't know if anyone would have picked this, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I definitely would not have picked that. And look, I think... Look, you don't want to throw out an A+, but you almost have to just because no one would have expected it. Like, they're 30 and 12, so their record's not phenomenal, but no one would have expected the Timberwolves to be top. So what you're saying is at the moment they've had 
the perfect and that's, ha- half a season. So I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you can throw out an A plus. I don't think any team could be given that. No, at all. But look, they're absolutely an A for for what they've done, and and they're doing it with defense. Yes, their defense is rolling, and Twin Towers are playing together um, really well. Go Bears back to his best. Yep. And um, they're actually running some of the offense through Gobert. Yeah, which, which is, I think which is, is a unique way to do yeah, it. Interesting, in that interesting to see. All right, number two in the East at the moment is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they're 29 and 13. Like, they're a solid B plus, I reckon, in my books. I'm not going to give them a flat out I think with the A talent, at the moment. I think with the talent on that roster people probably would have expected maybe just a little bit more. So oh. I think I think a B-plus is fair. Yes. So growing pains, getting Lillard, yeah. two big names playing with each other, losing Holiday, which is the, like their main guy on defense. Um, they've had to reinvent themselves, um, but they have come, became better yes. late, lately. Yeah, um, they're, they're definitely improving. But their def- their defense needs to improve. Their defense is trash. If they if they want to if they want to win at all the East, at least the East, they need to start playing better defense. They're, they're giving up like a. It's, I think it's just a smidge over 120 points a game. It's like 24th best in the NBA. Like that's not good enough. No, not not for a team of of that caliber. Yeah. All right. OKC Thunder are second in the West at the moment. Again, probably not who you'd expect to be up there. But they've had a, a a great start to the season. Chet's been phenomenal. I think he's certainly my favorite for Rookie of the Year at the moment. SGA is absolutely in the conversation for MVP for me. Yep. And everyone around them is just doing their thing. Yeah, and they're built through the draft. Yep. They literally just have another year under their belt. They've played together. They've got another preseason together. And it's shown. It's shown in the way that they're playing. And look, they're probably still a piece away from really pushing the best teams in the West. But I wouldn't say a piece. I reckon it's more time. Yeah, time, absolutely. But I think they probably just need another solid big. Yeah. Chet gets pushed around a little bit. Like okay. He's not a traditional big man. Steven Adams would be perfect there. Uh-huh. Steven Adams would eat Chet. Absolutely, he would. Um. In at three in the East, we've got the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, 28 and 13, on a five-game winning streak at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the second highest in the NBA at the moment. Embiid behind... and Maxi have both been just absolutely killing it. And even though they are third, I would probably put them at an A-. minus. Okay. So they're, they're a bit... I reckon they've had a bit of a better season than Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. even though they're not above them on the ladder. Um, but getting rid of Toxic Harden, letting Maxi do his thing, Embiid's having an MVP year. Do you know what one of the most impressive things about Philly is at the moment? is Embiid's missed 10 games. Yeah. And they're still winning. Yeah. Like they did qu- really quite well out of that draft to get rid of Harden. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very impressed with what they've done. Yeah, and that, that's it. So they're impressed. So like I'm, I'm going to give them an, an A-minus mark. All right. So I don't think I actually gave the Thunder... A mark, but they get an A as well. I thought you did, but I don't remember. But anyway, just in case. All right, third in the West is the Denver Nuggets, thirty and fourteen. They're just doing what they were designed to do. Yep. 
So again, I think they're another team that look, they probably get that A minus ish kind of mark because you know, fourteen losses is probably a little bit more than what we'd expected. They've dropped some games that we would have expected them to win. They haven't been outstanding. They haven't been brilliant, but they're just doing their yeah. thing. They're doing enough. They're they're one game behind Minnesota. They're but cruising. They're, they're probably going to roll into the playoffs, and they have that experience of winning the chip last year. That and, that most teams are probably going to be like, I we don't want to play exactly. them. That's exactly what I'm about the playoffs. You look at that and go, this is not a team we want to face. Like you put Denver up against Minnesota in the Western Conference Finals. You're still taking Denver. You're still taking Denver. Yeah. They've got that pedigree yeah. there now. Um, and playing behind Joker, you, yeah. And I think that's the the things like OKC and, and the Wolves. You just don't know enough about what you're going to get for them when push comes to shove. But with the Nuggets, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. So in the East, top three, no surprises there at all. No, they were they were given. We we pretty much predicted that. Yeah. At the start of the year. Yeah. Um, in our first podcast, number four though, surprise. Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I expected Cleveland to make the playoffs, but uh, no, fourth is, is did not expect them to sit top four. Um, but that's, that's home court in the playoffs right now. I probably, if it wasn't for their January, I'd probably have them at just a C. Yeah. Okay. But because of the the seven game winning streak and only losing one in January, might bump that up to a C plus a B minus. Can they sustain it? they stay healthy yeah um but yeah just got to get everyone on the court on the same page playing well um need mobley to play to his potential and they got to stay healthy that's the biggest thing spider's got to stay on the floor you 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 if he goes down their whole season just goes. but it's above average without being great yeah fourth in the west you got the clippers 27 and 14. Look, they really struggled when they got hardened, but they've found some rhythm since then. They've been playing well. And they're playing really well. Ty Lue's coaching them really well. Westbrook's accepted his role. Yep. And they are rolling. It's another team that, you know, like I said, currently sitting fourth. You don't want to face them in the playoffs at all. they got so many weapons. Yeah. And if they all get hot, you could have literally three players drop 30 on you. Absolutely. In, in, in a half. And look, it, I know we keep talking about injuries and, and whatnot, but again, if, if, you, if PG goes down for the Clippers, they've probably got enough there that they can keep sustaining you know, their, their current role. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Or Kawhi. Yeah, any, any of their big And Kawhi's been playing this year. Yeah. And he's, he, played more, playing, he's played more games this year than... And playing well. Yeah, so... In at five, in the east, we have the New York Knickerbockers. Mm-hmm. Don't know how they're sitting fifth. Um, Brunson's playing out of his skin. We Brunson is pulled the trigger. Pulled the trigger on the trade. Get rid of it. Um, get in a piece. Get an Anubi. So and like that trade was fantastic for them. It was a great in the, in that trade. They didn't give up any of their stash of first rounders. But I'm still. Like it's just a solid C plus. Like I think you might be being a little bit harsh there, Foss. Mate, it, it is what it is. Yeah, fair. It is what it is. Now, now look, it's your list. It's your it's your conference. Yeah, it's your you're, list. You're doing the West. I'm doing the East. 
I, I, th- I think from after their season last season, teams, you know, people were expecting the Knicks to be about where they are, but maybe they were expecting them to be a bit better. Yeah, but C plus. So they're they're passing. They're a bit above average. Yep. But um, I'm still waiting in the next two weeks for them to pull the trigger on another trade. Um, because at the moment their bench is trash without quickly. Yeah, they need... their bench bench can't score to save a yeah, lick. They they certainly need um, some help. There. I watched one of their games the other day, and as soon as Brunson went to the bench, they tried running through Randall and uh, all the bench, and it just didn't work. We couldn't couldn't put the ball in the basket. No, they they definitely need a piece or two. Yeah. All right, fifth in the West is the New Orleans Pelicans, which is a little bit surprising. Yeah. 20, 25 wins, 18 losses. Look, I think the fact that Zion's healthy and been on the court has made a huge difference for this franchise. Yeah, it, it, with the player of that caliber. Look, like... it, again, it's another... It's probably a, a, a B, B plus almost because, again, I don't know how many people have expected the Pelicans to be doing this well. They still have that consistency Absolutely issue. Absolutely, they do. Um, but and... they have a good young coach. They've got a good core... You said yourself before, you know, even when their big players are out, they're able to knock off teams. So, yeah. You know, again, I don't think they're going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs if they can sustain this, but it's a really positive for that franchise. They're probably one of those teams too that people don't want to meet in the playoffs. Yeah. Because, because on any, any given night, they could knock you off. Yep. But again, you put them up against a Denver. Yep. They're not going to get through. Um, in at six in the East is the Miami Heat. Um, straight out, C. Yeah. Middle of the road, they're average. They're literally just coasting um, and had some glimpses of the Heat that made the uh, Eastern Conference Finals last year. Um, it's consistency again with them too. Like, Butler's been out injured. Um, Jimmy has a lot of RDOs. Bam is having quietly almost as good a season as like, yeah, um, maybe not as good as your Embiid and your Joker and that. He's maybe a step behind them. But he's having a sneaky good season. But he's having season. a sneaky good season. Nobody's talking about it. No, because Miami uh, are winning enough games. Um, but look, I've said it with a couple of teams, probably don't want to meet them in the playoffs. I don't think anyone would want to meet them in the playoffs. No, because they can, they can just turn it on and could probably come and beat Boston in the first round. Yeah, so if some again if something like that, you wouldn't be shocked because you got playoff Jimmy and those sorts of things. But yeah. and arguably the best coach in the league, sixth in the West, Dallas Mavericks, twenty four and eighteen. It's probably for me, it's like a B. Again, it's underwhelming, underwhelming season. Yeah, underwhelming, but also a little bit surprising. They've got a trash coach whose offense is let's give Luca the ball and see what happens. So for them to still be winning games... That's half the NBA these days. So you literally just give it to players and they literally just play themselves. And they run ISO. But, I mean, they're small. They're going to get bullied. But they got a couple of Aussie boys that are doing really well. Yeah. And you've got Luca and Kyrie that are both legit superstars. Yep. So again, it's another team that can just light it up. But can they get enough stops? I don't think so. I reckon you're being a bit generous with the B, but... That might be the harsh marker in me. <laughs> you are the school teacher. I am the all. school teacher, yeah. Um, number seven in the East, we got Indiana. Um, just they've been 
a surprise packet this year. They have been. Um, and they're only going to get better. I I'd, think probably, this... I'd probably put them at like a C plus, B minus. Yeah. Around that. because I like, I like the B minus just because I, I like Halliburton. Yeah. That's but all. That's, they're doing better than what everyone projected. And that's why I'm giving them that. They're playing better than what everyone's uh, expected. Um, they've had a bit of a falling off. Obviously, Halliburton uh, missed Being some games. Um, I think they're just going to get better and better. Yeah, they they've are. Brought in Siakam, they once they can get some rhythm and rotation with him, I think and they're going to get better. And that's something that we're going to have to wait and see on how Siakam is going to fit into that um, into that roster. That That's probably a conversation for like after the All-Star break, yeah. that sort of thing where we can really see what teams are doing. But as I said, C plus, B minus, um, just doing better than expected. Yeah, completely fair there, Foss. Um, seven in the West is the Phoenix Suns. Look, it's like a C minus for me, maybe even a D. Fair. Because fair. there's just been so much hype around When them. you've got Booker, KD, and Beal, I know they all haven't been on the court much together, you should be winning games. You should be winning games. And even with one of them being out, you should still be able to win games. But their depth is their biggest problem. And because yeah, they've and got again, three Supermax deals. Yeah. And they've got no salary cap to get any pieces Anything. around. So they're one injury away from missing the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think Yeah, that's spot on. Spot on, mate. You nailed that one. All right. Not coming bad. in one out of seven so far. Yes. Uh, coming in at number eight, we've got the Orlando Magic. Another surprise for me. Yes, and th- very in the same boat as Indiana, that probably B minus C plus because yep. they're doing way better than expected. Yes, yes. Um, have dropped off a little bit. They were up there in like the top three, four teams in the East for a very long time. Um, but we talked about that, that they're a young team. They're going to have their stumbles. Yes. And they're going to go through patches where they're going to get tired and they're not going to play well. Absolutely. They probably can't wait for the All-Star break. No, they, they probably need a little refresh yep. for sure. And again, it, it, it could be another team to to make a move around the deadline. There's, there's been a few whispers but as well. So Bancaro is legit star. The Wagners. The Wagners are playing out of their skins. Yeah. Franz Wagner is going to be the Robin to Bancaro's Batman. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, so now they're, they're being a surprising, but they're fun to watch too. And so. Joe Ingles. Comes yep. in off the bench and knocks down triples for him. Does and runs offense. Slow-mo Joe, it's what he does. Sacramento Kings sit eighth currently in the West. And again, for me, this is this is another like C. Because the Kings were so good last I reckon, season. I reckon that's a C minus. They're just... I don't know what it is, whether teams are scouting them better or if it's because Aaron Fox has been hurt or because they don't have Delavadova on the bench waving a towel this season. I feel, I feel like their team has got better, but they're not playing as well. Because they Was was it a mistake for Sacramento to sit Pat in the offseason? Like, uh, do they need to go out and do something now in, before the deadline to try and improve the roster? Look, they, there is probably a couple of pieces that are being... Um, has Keegan Murray not at. developed as much as Keegan, they would have liked? No, Keegan Murray is is a legit star. Like so, that kid is it? Like I think Herder could be moved. He could be moved. He's not shooting. He's the ball. struggling. He's yeah. had a, he's had a very underwhelming season. I know that's my catchphrase at the moment. It's underwhelming. But I think once look from here on, you know, eight through fifteen in both conferences, 
all of these teams are going to be underwhelming. There's a few in the bottom dwellers, so we're going to be like, yeah, we expected them to be at the bottom. Yeah, but, look, there's probably, there's probably a few Fs on my list coming up. Yeah, I got a few too. Yeah. Um, so after Orlando, in at nine, we got Chicago. And I think this is where this is going to start coming down to like a C- minus for me. Yeah, I'm not um, going to argue that. Like they... You take, take Zach Levine out when they were playing without him and playing well. Yeah, they were playing get, way better without him. It gets them up to maybe a C plus, B minus, but right, but over the the season as a whole so Look, far. They're, they're, still, they're still in the play-in. The season's not done for them yet. Two weeks to move on players. Um, uh, there is talk that around DeRozan wanting to go to New York. Yeah, there's talk um, Caruso wanting out, DeRozan, DeRozan wanting out. Zach Levine's already got his bags packed. Le- Levine wants to go to LA. Um, Levine so, won't go to LA but when they're 21 and 23 mate they're sitting under 500 for yep. the year with the players they've got it's just it's underwhelming yeah I, again I think you're spot on and I know that's your word of the night but it, they are and they really have been this season yeah so C- minus. and look another team that has been underwhelming is the LA Lakers 22 and 22 when you've got LeBron James Anthony Davis D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura. Like, they've got a, such a loaded roster, but they can't win. They can't score. Have they just not got the right people around LeBron and AD? Absolutely. That's what's the problem. Yeah. So, like, like we were talking about before when we were preparing for this, like, D'Lo lit it up today. Yeah. Like, he played... He, he's probably his best game for the Lakers this season. Yeah. So... But he needs to be doing that more consistently. I did mention this before, and this is getting off topic a little bit, but I did see today that D'Lo was almost in tears after their win today over the Blazers, and Ruri Hachimura was walking to the thing, and he held up, like, L.A., um, gang sign fingers sort of thing and yeah. was looking very emotional himself. So maybe they know something about a trade that nobody else does yet. Look, I do love a good conspiracy. So you could very well be onto something there. Because those two have been on the, the chopping block the whole since season. the start of the season. And, and look, like we've sort of mentioned a few times, you know, there's big talk about the Lakers being interested in, in Zach Levine, but also in DeJounte Murray. You'd expect both of those guys to be heavily involved in any sort of trade. Yeah, 100%. All right. Coming in at 10 in the East, we have your Atlanta Hawks. Trash. Uh, D. That's generous. Um, Quinn Schneider, still a, fantastic coach. Yeah, Quinn Schneider, fantastic coach. Trey Young is a legit talent, but he can't defend a witch's hat. Yeah, those, he's, trying, those, he's trying a lot harder on defense. And for those playing at home who are not Australian, a witch's hat is a traffic cone, just in case. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, with all that talent on their team. And they looked dangerous in the playoffs last Dude, year. Dude, they just suck. Blow it up. They yep. trade everyone that's not Jalen Johnson and Trey Young. I'm yep. okay with keeping them. Bogdanovich is having a great season. He's got trade value. Clint Capella, as we've talked about in the previous weeks, could help a lot of teams, and you're going to get decent. Patty Mills has come in lately and have been knocking down shots. Mills he, is such teams need under- shooters. Teams need shooters. What do the Lakers Knicks. need? They need shooting. What Knicks do the Knicks need? need? Shooting. shooting. What do Milwaukee need? Shooting. Like teams need And Knicks shooting. need defense too. Like Paddy would be the best fit because he, he wants to go back to New York because I think his miso has a company or something there. And so like living he in Brooklyn hustle. for him was like the perfect situation. And look, just again, I know we're going off on our little tangents like we do, 
but the Hawks are interested in Quinn and Grimes. Yeah. So, you know, if you package a deal around Grimes, a draft pick for Bogdanovich Mills, it's not the worst trade in the world. I like it. I'll call him. I'll call him after this. Yeah, make that quarter. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's me now. All right. Utah, sitting 10th in the West, 22 and 22. I'm okay with this. I think, again, I don't think people expected Utah to do a lot. So it's around that sort of CC plus for me. Well, we talked we talked last week um, about how they've just gone on a tear at the moment. Yeah. And they're, they're knocking off some big teams. Big teams. So they're playing well. Um, talks, yep. trades coming up. Talks around Clarkson. Yeah, that's what I was about I know Markkinen has was, been getting interest, but Utah interest. are saying no. No, they, they want way too much for Markkinen. Yeah. Um, they, they want like Rudy Gobert returns. Yes. You know, massive amounts of picks and things like that. Um, and people aren't that stupid because no. that was the worst trade in NBA history. Pretty much. Which we should do a podcast on. Yeah, we should. There's a timeout episode right there. But look, again, I I think it's a decent season for Utah. Um I don't think people would have expected them to be where they are. Yep. So I, I don't have any issue with it. Um, Levin in the East. Brooklyn Nets. Yep. It's underwhelming. D, D plus. Yep. Um, they've got talent. We've talked about this. They've got talent. Uh, just can't put it together. Um, ben Simmons isn't healthy. They wanted him to be on the court this year, dishing the ball out. Um, hasn't happened. They've got three players that play all the same position um, in uh, Royce O'Neal, Mikhail Bridges, um, and can't think of the third one off the top of my head right now. But trade, get some get some pieces. There's talk about Bridges, but the Nets don't want to give him up. No, nah, I, I wouldn't give out Bridges. I'd yeah. give, up, give up some other ones first. Yeah, absolutely. But D plus in my books. No, again, I'm not going to argue that because they they have not been good. Um, Houston Rockets sit 11th in the West, just under 500 at 20 and 22. I think it's, again, it's that sort of C-minus sort of mark. I think when you're bringing in Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks with their young talent, we're probably expecting a little bit more. Like, I know they were absolutely trash last season and it's a new coach, but maybe just a little bit more. I think they're on track of where... I expect them to be me personally, but um, because they do, yes, they do have a lot of young players um, and they did get in some vets to help shore up their line and stuff. Um, St. Goon's been great. Outstanding. um, Putting up better numbers than Joker at the same age. Yeah. Um, And they have the best defense in the NBA. If not, they did for a while there. They did for a while there. I'm not sure whether they do anymore, but their young players couldn't put the ball in the basket, but no. they their defense, led by um, Van Fleet and uh, Dylan Brooks, um, was was leading the NBA. They just they just couldn't put the ball in the basket. No, exactly right. So, look again. It, it's it's not amazing, but it's not awful either. Yeah. All right. In at twelve in the East, we got the Toronto Raptors on a two, current two game losing streak. Um, I'm actually gonna probably. Give this one. This is, might be a bit surprising. I'm probably okay. going to give them a C plus because they've pulled the trigger on trades. Yeah, they've they're being proactive. They're being proactive. They're trying to improve their roster. Um, I think getting Randall was really good. Um, getting rid of Siakam was really good. Yeah. So, and Scotty Barnes keeps on developing. Like that kid is going to be up there in talks with like Anthony Edwards, 
Yeah. Um, and that as like a, a franchise player. He's going to be he's going to be the face of Toronto. Well, they already look at him as the franchise. It's why they've moved on Siakam and Anubi. So you can't argue that. Um, I don't think they're done dealing. I think Bruce Brown is, is an option to go. And I think yep. Gary Trent Jr. is an option to go. But again, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. Great. I like that. Yeah. So C plus because they've been proactive and they've made some trades and uh, try, trying, trying to improve their roster are, exactly. for the future. They are trying to get better. Speaking of a team that needs to try to get better because they just flat out suck, the Golden State Warriors. It's an F for me. It might be harsh, but with that roster, you should not be four games under 500 and sitting 12th in the Western Conference. Trade Draymond to uh, the Lakers? Trade everyone whose name isn't Steph Curry. Because like, it would keep Draymond happy because he'd go play with his mate LeBron. He has talked about wanting to play with um, And they could probably, probably get some pieces back that could help them. Look, even if you could get a Jackson Hayes back and the the Lakers have a, a good rookie in Jordan Hood, something, I can't remember how to pronounce his second surname. You know, you, you could package a few players together for a Draymond and, you know, it'd make a difference for the Warriors. But I think at the same time, they need to do something about Wiggins. We've been saying, like, we talk about this a lot, but something needs to happen there. Well, Curry's been up and down Clay Thompson isn't the player he used to be. No. They've got a couple of young fellas that need to be playing more, like Moses Moody, um, Kaminga. Um, this Jackson Davis has been a revelation. Um, yes. But and he's he as we said last week talking about him. Uh, yes, he's beating expectations, but he's still got a long way to go. Hundred percent, he does. He's still still only a young fella, but there's some potential there. Yes. Um, Another garbage team is the Charlotte Hornets. They are absolute garbage. Nine wins for the year. Really? That's wow. it. Um, doesn't help when your franchise player, LaMelo Ball, can't, um, stay, can't on stay on the court. And just it, It's something about the Ball brothers, isn't it? Is they just can't stay healthy. I think Charlotte... They've been stuck in mediocrity since Jordan bought them. Yes. I think Jordan selling them is actually a good thing. Yeah. I think that their general manager, Mitch Kupchak, needs to go. I think Steve Clifford needs to go. I still don't understand why they sacked James Borrego a couple of seasons ago, who was a great young coach. And they just, they need to overhaul the roster completely. Like at this point, keep. Um, well, you missed, you mentioned it the other week. Terry Rozier has, has trade value now because he he's he's playing out of his skin. That that guy can put the ball in the basket. Yep. Um, Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood needs he's to go. On the block or that he'll be bought out. Yep. Um, Brandon and, Miller, you keep Miles Bridges. Look again, he's got some trade value. If for teams that are prepared it's the to take it's stuff that yeah, that if it, teams, if teams might want to take on exactly that's what I was about to say if a team's prepared um, to take the risk on it you, you, unfortunately you got to keep ball you do here's a once in a lifetime generational player um, that if he can put it all together is going to be your franchise player oh look I hundred percent agree with you I really do I think he's a phenomenal talent yeah just got to get him on the court and I think I. I I'm going to put this one to you, Foss. I don't know what to give Memphis. Oh, you've had. We knew the beginning of the season there was going to be injuries because Stephen Adams was ruled out before the the season started. Brandon Clark was essentially ruled out before the season started, and we knew Jar was going to miss the first 25 games. 
and now he's ruled out for the rest of the season. Can we maybe put him down as like a resubmit? Can yeah, they just like an, in, an uh, like an, invalid. An, yeah, an incomplete task. Incomplete. Thing. It's an incomplete task for them. Like they they went on a little roll when Jar came back and won some games, and yeah, again they're fifteen and twenty seven, but they're they're heading to the lottery. There's no question. And I think at this point, you just blood as many young kids as you can and get minutes into them. And, and I like, think I think that's what they're going to try to take out of this year I is just to. to get players get court players time. get players healthy in the background. But get your you know see what you've got in the end of your bench like Zaya Williamson yeah. oh, Williams is it yeah Zaya like Williams that. yeah um, see what he can do you know you know what you're going to get from Jar you know what you're going to get from Marcus Smart and these guys let's see what the other guys can do yeah no I agree with that um my first F oh, oh actually I'm probably going to give these guys a D okay not an F about? not an F I was I was had my heart giving them an F. But uh, Washington Wizards. Okay. But they they did make a trade recently. So just like Toronto, how they pulled the trigger and they're trying to make their roster better, Washington has done the same. They've only won seven games. I think um, I think we can give them points for trying. Give, like, them, give them points for trying. Like we said, it's not about trying to win games because they're not. No. But it, they're trying to improve. Trying to improve. Trying to improve their new roster. Ownership, trying to do better. New, new management. They're um, trying to get better. Look, it, I know it hasn't been half like it has been half a season, but Jordan Poole's not working. But does he have any trade value? Uh, yes, to a good coach, I reckon. Like what Kerr was. Um, I reckon Kuz. I reckon Kuzma's harder to move. Nah, I reckon his attitude is almost as bad as Jordan Poole's. Look, it probably is, but he's got talent, and he's that. Stretch four that can shoot the ball that mm. teams covered at the moment. Jordan Poole, could you send him to Miami, for example? Mm, yeah, under Spolstra, I reckon that. That's might what I'm work. thinking. You, you mentioned coaching, so that's why I was like, would he be a good fit there? I reckon Jimmy Buckets would keep him in line too. I think um, that's what he he's, would need. he's got. That uh, he's not going to punch him in the face like Draymond did. No, but I think he could keep him in check and it's a bit like when they're talking about Zach Levine going to the Lakers and having him under LeBron yeah so hey maybe maybe Jordan Paul needs but to go to the Lakers they were sitting in an F for me but now I'm rethinking it they have tried to make their roster a bit better they have made trades and I'm interested to see how Bagley goes because um, number two overall in the draft pick he's got potential just needs that uh, I don't know just get it, get it going again I think I think you're. I think His Washington. Yeah, I think Washington. Your grade is fair because they they are trying to improve, and I think if they move on Kuzma, if they move on Paul and a, a few other players that have got some some interest, the teams have interest in rather that they can improve that that roster a bit more. Another team that I expect to make some more moves uh, is the Paul and Trailblazers. Yep, they've still got some currency in Brogdon in particular that I think they can move. They're 12 wins, 30 losses. It, it's 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 basically an F, really. Like, they're not starting Scoot Henderson, which is, you know, I don't quite understand why you wouldn't. Like, why not just throw him in there and see what he can do? Yeah. But when you, when you went out and got Aiton, um, who was meant to be his franchise player, and he can't stay healthy, and when he is, he's only averaging eight and eight. Yeah, which is not good enough for your franchise center. And you got Job Reith coming off the bench and people are going, holy crap, who's this dude? Yep. 
So again, there's twenty-eight-year-old rookie. There is potential there. There's a lot of room for growth there if they can stay healthy. But it it has been a, a terrible season for Portland so far. Yeah. Um. Oh, Detroit. A hundred percent, it's an F. But they they also made a trade. Yeah, but they still suck. Yeah, how many like, games nah, have, they're an F. They're dude, failing how many, this year. How many games have they won? Four. Four games. How yeah. many games have they played? Um, what's their record? Forty-two. Four and thirty-eight. Four and thirty-eight. That is awful. Yes. I think the lowest win total in the history. Do you reckon they're going to fold? Nah. Detroit's a dying town. Detroit is since you know it's it's Motor City and those Motor City jerseys are legit. But you're right, it's a dying city. But I, I don't think the NBA will move them because I don't think they want to move a team. I think they want to expand and bring in two new teams in Seattle and Las Vegas. Oh, I was saying they might fold. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the NBA will let that happen. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll bail them out. But, yeah, so... I don't quite understand what they're it's doing. It's a fail because they... Like the teams in the middle, how we were like... Oh, they're doing better than expected. These guys are doing way worse than expected. Absolutely. So it's a fail. But again, you mentioned they've made a trade. Can't argue that. 100% it happened. Was it designed to make them better? That's my question. Because you're giving up Bagley, who's a not, young not player. Not better this year. But is I it, think it's going to be making them better in the future because the they've only, got some draft picks. With surely them. the only benefit they're getting out of that is salary cap relief because I don't think there was much in the way of draft picks in that deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd need to look up the deal again because so I, can't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. No, and I'd, I just think that you know when you're giving up Bagley, who's got potential for someone like Gallinari, it doesn't make a lot of sense unless it is purely a salary cap move. Like, why are they still holding they on need, to... They need to trade everybody with value. Yeah, why are they still holding on to Bogdanovich? Why are they maybe, still holding maybe on to not, Alex Burks? Maybe not Cunningham. No, you keep Cade Cunningham and a couple of their young rooks. Like, you've got to do an OKC. Yeah. If, if you're in Detroit right now, you've got to take on bad contracts to get draft picks and build through the draft. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to get relevant again. Speaking of bad teams getting high draft picks, but also having arguably the greatest coach in the NBA's history, Spurs. San Antonio, eight and 34. Growing pains. Look. Did you give I them a grade? No, that's what I was about to say. So I... I think people probably expected more. Getting Wemby, I think people expected more. But at the same time, in my opinion, what the Spurs are doing with Wemby by not running through him, by not pushing him, is actually the best thing for the franchise. Uh, don't know. It's a tricky one because... You've got to let him go at his own pace. The He's thing a young is, He's you know, young. All of the hype before the season had you know Wemby being an all-star Wemby being all NBA this that and the next thing he's not any of that no he's not even rookie of the year in my opinion in my opinion yeah I'd still probably have Chet going above him yeah um but their whole roster is pretty young oh they're, and once they're, again they're, and they're they're it's going to be growing pains like, absolutely absolutely pop's not going to be in any hurry to Pop's pro- proven it. that he's not in a hurry. And I, yeah. But I, like I said, I think not making everything Wemby-centric is yeah. actually a good thing for their development and for his development. Yeah. But having said all of that, he stayed on the court. 
he hasn't been hurt. I think that's a really big plus. He has missed one or two every now and then, but, but look at his frame. Yeah, exactly. But how many players in the NBA have played every game this season? There's not going to be too many. Nah, John Stockton's not around anymore. No, exactly right. Um, but I think that brings us to the end. I think so. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun. That was a lot of talking. Yeah, so we're, we're up to 50 minutes. Oof, sorry guys. Yeah, we uh, waffled on a little bit. We tried to keep that short and sweet, but uh, didn't quite end up that way because we do go off on tangents. Yes, we do. It's, it's, it's part, of the, part of the fun. Yeah, but uh, if... You made it all the way to the end here. Thanks for sticking by us. Hit us up on the socials. Let us know if you uh, have any big, big issues with our grades. Yeah. And yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.